Give it one second there. Hey, everybody. This is Scott Hudspeth with MLO Spotlight. So excited to be here with you guys today. And I'm more excited about a dear friend of mine, Mark Day, with Remarkable Home Loans. Mark, you know, I don't know of anybody that has their name in their business. I got to start out with that, man. That's pretty cool. So anybody else have your name in your business name? Come on. Like, give it up for Mark. Congratulations, man. That's so cool. So Thanks. Mark Mark Days with Remarkable Home Loans. He, uh, I don't know, man, it was a special day that we met. You've, you're doing some special things, and I love your analogies, and I'm just excited to have you on here and share it with everybody else because I think it's huge. Um, just so I know there's not that many people listening, but if you are listening and you want to ask a question, go ahead and shoot it, and I actually see it. Uh, Mark, I don't know if you know this, but I can see the questions, and I can actually pop them up, put them right on the screen uh, for okay. Mark. So, uh, Mark. Man, I want to start out by let's uh, tell me a little bit about yourself and like how long you've been in the business and how'd you get in. So I've been in the business for 21 years this summer. Um, let's see, I'm a father of six, live here in Spanish Fork, Utah. Uh, I'm a little league coach, and I I love helping my kids learn stuff. Uh, the way that I got in the business was. A friend of mine from the time I was 14, he was a leader, like a youth leader at my church. And I've been friends with him since I was 14 years old. Uh, when I got to be old enough to be in the business, he started asking me if I wanted to be in the business. And I was like, uh, I don't know that I can handle just being straight commission. And uh, so I was in college and he he kept on asking me. I got a job at a computer software company, worked there a couple of years. And then finally they got gobbled up by a bigger company. And so they had layoffs of everybody in Utah. And, and so that day that I was laid off, I turned in my laptop and four hours later I started in the mortgage business. And here we are 21 years later. Awesome, man. Never look back. Never look back. When you, you were 14 when he started trying to get you or he was 14? No, uh, I was 14 and he was oh like God. in his 20s and he wasn't trying to get me to be a loan officer then. He was just a, somebody that I knew and, I, I respected him. So he ended up being my mentor later on when I was an adult. Amazing. Amazing. Cool story, man. Cool story. We all have a good story about how we got in. I don't think we grew up going, I want to be in the mortgage business. You know what I mean? No, nobody Somebody does. Else. Somebody else. So, hey, so um, you got a couple special things that I want to talk about. One is the uh, the know, like, and trust. You and I both have a mutual love for that, that we want to work with those that know, like, and trust us. But you've, you've taken that to another level that I think is so important. Can you talk to us about that? Sure. So I think one of the things that is really common in a lot of the different trainings that people go to about how do you, how do you work with people that, that really are going to love you for you and that just are, are great to be around. A lot of people, they'll do business, they'll just plug their nose and work with whoever just comes along. Uh, but I've heard several times that people do business with those that they know, like, and trust but I'd like to add one more thing to that. Know, like, trust, and remember. Mm. I think so often people forget that piece of it because if you look at what types of products it is that we sell, it's not like we're selling a loaf of bread, that somebody's going to eat that loaf of bread with their family in the next couple of days and need another loaf of bread. We're talking about real estate. We're talking about loans, and they may only need our help every few years. Yeah. And so to be able to help people to remember us, 
that's a really critical piece to the puzzle of of being able to be there and have them think of you in the context of whatever your business is. You know, it's amazing that um, that might be the bigger part of all four of them. Yeah. Right. I mean, like, I just literally I'm like, okay, where have I been my whole life? Like I say it 10 times a day and I never put the remember part in there. So I literally, I can't see it, but I, yeah, I guess you can. I, I circled remember, like, like remember if they don't remember you, who cares if they know, like, and trust you, they don't remember you. You know what yeah. I mean? So, uh, I'm going to add that to it. If you don't mind, I'm going to swipe that from you and add that to my and remember. Cool. (laughs) That's a whole class in itself. And then how do you get people to remember you? Like, so, so what are like for people that are maybe struggling a little bit, which there's a lot of people out there struggling a little bit. What, what are some things that you do to get, to help people remember you and who you are and what you do for a living? Sure. There's a couple things I would say, you want to be remembered, but you also want to be remembered for the right things. So one of the things that I, I talk with my loan officers all the time, and I just let them know, hey, if you're having a tough day, that's got to be on you. That, that's got to be something that you take home and you figure it out, but you can't take that to the marketplace. And I, I think what you want to be remembered for is for your ability to help other people get what they want to get. And you and I I think we've said this a whole bunch of times, what Zig Ziglar says, you can have anything that you want if you help enough other people get what they want. Mm -hmm. And so people are going to remember how they feel Mm -hmm. about you. They're they're going to remember uh, whether or not, one of the things, again, that I try to train my loan officers on is, is to not have commission breath. And commission breath as you walk into some stores, there's a, a furniture store that's pretty popular here in Utah yeah. that you walk into that furniture store. And as you walk in, you can feel the crowd of salespeople close in behind you. It's almost like they're wearing camouflage that look like lazy boys or something. And then they, you see all the plants moving to cover the doorway and all the exits and you get farther into the store and then they like pull their so, mask off and say, Hey, what are you going to buy? Yeah. Like I I've got a lease payment. I need to pay. And what are you going to buy? Cause there's some really expensive stuff over here and, and that'll help me pay my Mercedes lease. And this <laughs> over here is going to help me to, to pay for my boat payment. And anyway, there's just something about some of those interactions with people that if you come across as I'm here to do what's best for me, you've already lost them and you better hope that they don't remember you on that day. Yeah. But if, if you approach people in a different way, and I, I think this kind of leads into something else that we've talked about just yeah. about dealing with rejection. Yeah. And, and a, a lot, you know, it's funny you bring rejection up, uh, Mark, because um, those guys at the furniture store probably are not afraid of rejection. Right. Uh, but you told me you told me a story in the green room. So, man, sometimes the green room stuff was so good that I, we should just probably not do the green room and just go just come out of the gates going. All right. What are we going to talk about? And then talk about it live, you know. Um, sure. So, can, yeah. Tell the story about your son, because I think with everybody like, you know, I would say, I don't know if it's this high of a number, but I'd say 95% of the people in this world are, are fear of rejection, you yeah. know, which, so they, they, it keeps, it freezes them from doing anything. And your, like your story, man, I'll never forget it. Like, um, 
so tell us the story about your son and, and what's going on there and how he, how he does what he does. And huge lesson here, guys, if you're not paying attention to this, listen to this part right here. So my son, Boston, just barely started playing um, lacrosse just this year. And he's a big, strong kid. And one of the things that I've noticed is I'm learning the game of, of lacrosse and watching him move on the, on the field is there are some kids that are probably 40 pounds less than him. And they're like squaring up to him. Like they're really going to take him on. And he just bulldozes them like they're nothing. And it, as a father and all the times I've told him not to hit his brothers, uh, it's somehow rewarding to see him use that, all of that force <laughs> to win a game. And his coaches are cheering for him to do it. And he just plows over people. And the thing about it is, is, is it's always the people that are square. Their shoulders are square to him. And he's running full steam ahead. And he plows into them. They go flying in the next week. And he just keeps on trucking. But one of the things that I've noticed some of the smarter players, when they see him running at them, they'll kind of turn their shoulders a little bit and they've got their, their stick. And as he comes with full force, he kind of bounces off and glances off his stick, off of their stick. And he might go flying because he came in with too much force. Interesting. And I, and I think the reason why that pops into my mind when I think of rejection is too many of us have gotten so soft in our our insecurity of, oh, somebody's going to reject my offer. And so we square up our shoulders just knowing that we're going to get blasted if this person doesn't want what we want right this second. Like, hey, do you want this product today right this second? You've just squared your shoulders waiting to take it in the teeth and all you would have to do is just turn just a little bit and just say, you know what, I'm offering this to you and it's your choice if you accept this offer or not. But if you don't accept my offer, that's totally fine because I'm going to be able to make that same offer to a hundred more people after you, as long as I don't square my shoulders and get run over by the bus getting knocked down yeah so 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 for you guys listening on on audio uh what he's doing is just turning his body a little bit so that when when somebody comes at you they kind of bounce off and go their own direction instead of take you out which is what i think we feel when we're rejected is we get knocked down you know and barbara conkren said it best she goes the ones that are the most successful the ones that get knocked down and get right back up yeah. and so what you're saying is you don't have to you don't have to get knocked down you just turn sideways a little bit right you and know and I just think we emotionally work something up to be so big. And, and for those that are just listening to this, um, I have a face for radio anyway. So I appreciate you just tuning in to just the audio. <laughs> but I think back to high school days. And high school days, I went on lots of dates. And the thing that I realized that the more that I asked, the more dates that I had lined up because undoubtedly people would already have plans. And so the more I asked, I just thought to myself, I was just, I was just giving a lot of people an IQ test. Of, hey, would you like for me to pay for your dinner and a movie or whatever the activity was? 
like, how would you like to have this free fun? And to me, it was just, that's how I, I had fun was I, I'd go on dates, right? Invite friends to go play sports or whatever. But when friends were busy doing other stuff and they couldn't come to the basketball game that I had tickets to, I didn't take it personal. Like, Oh no, they just they hate basketball and they hate me even more. Right. And no, they, they wanted to go to that sporting event and they just couldn't do it. But the nice thing was next time they had a free ticket, they were calling me cause they knew that I liked that sport. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Great analogy, man. I didn't think we'd go to like high school days, but hey, man, let's do this. Let's do this. So, so I think so. Like, yeah, just coming up on the end here, man. So, um, one of the things that I wanted to end with is you, man. You're so good, man. Like, because a couple times I've shared with you know I've shared some stuff with you, and like, okay, could you have my assistant come on and she's gonna do that for me? She's gonna do that for me. She's like, you've become so good at that, and just okay with it, right? So some people are go, man, I, I, I've tried that. I, like every time I try it, it's just, it's, it's faster for me to do it. So they just keep doing it, which limits their ability to do more sales or stay on the sales floor. Um, you're, you're, man, I, I, I don't want to call her an assistant cause that's not right. She's like a business partner. Would you agree? Yeah. I, I call her a loan partner. She's loan partner. okay. She's done everything in the business that I've done. Um, as far as she's been a loan officer now for 17 years. Wow. Okay. So, so she she has all the same skill sets that I do, minus being crazy enough to run my own business. <laughs> uh, but she's she's awesome. So yeah. the couple of the things that you've asked me to do, uh, and then I've I've met with you a couple of weeks later, and you're like, "Hey, did you do that?" I'm like, "Yeah, we did." And <laughs> we did, yeah. <laughs> and I had to be honest with you that no, Autumn is my loan partner. Like we're equals. And so she, she does everything that I do. I'll, I'll meet with a client for 10 minutes, 20 minutes, figure out what their needs are. And then once I know what their needs are, then I let them know, Hey, I'm going to let, I'm going to have Autumn reach out to you and let her take over from this point to just make sure that, that your needs are taken care of, that you're pre-approved and all that. So not to get too specific into yeah. To what those details are as far as far as what her her job title all that is, but as far as being able to let go of responsibility, yeah, I mean that's if you ever want a good read, and you've probably read this book before, but one of my favorite uh, books I had to read in my MBA program was the E Myth. Okay. Okay. And E Myth just talks about how it's the entrepreneur myth that every entrepreneur, when they start their business, they wear 20 different hats. Mm. And the myth is that if you give away any of those hats, that you're giving up control of your company. Mm. And the, the reality is you need to fire yourself from as many of those hats as you possibly can, because you can either go fast by yourself or you can go far with a team. So mm. if you can take your those hats off and say, okay, I'm not going to be this position anymore i'm not going to be that position anymore and you whittle things down to what you're really good at dan sullivan talks about your unique ability if you can find what your unique ability is and my unique ability might just be handling rejection because i just didn't know any better that i was actually probably being personally rejected when i just thought that people were postponing on me and we were setting up dates for the next few months but when when I think of 
what my superpower is, is just, I love being with people. I love having genuine conversations, relationships with them. And the more conversations and relationships that I develop, the more people that I can help. And the more people that I help, the more other people help me. And it just, it works out. It's not that I'm going into relationship and saying, hey, I'm giving you 20 minutes of my time. I hope that you're going to come over and help move my couch next time I move. It's, hey, I want to help you because you're in, in need of help. And now whenever I'm in need of help, miraculously, there's somebody that's willing to help me. And it's not always the same person that I helped. Yeah. Amazing, Mark. Mark, you always have a great way to put things, man. I just, I've learned so much from you. I appreciate, you know, your upfront candor and, hey, what about this? What about this? You've helped me uh, really, you know, you've helped me probably more than I've helped you. So I just want to say thank you. Uh, well, thank with, you. With your demeanor and just how you are and your upfront honesty. And so, Mark, if somebody wanted to get a hold of you, real estate agent, um, loan officer looking for, you know, for a new home, um, borrower, I don't know if there's any borrowers on here, but if there is, how, like, do you want to, what's the best way to get a hold of you? Probably the best way would be to send me an email. Uh, and that's just at mark at remarkablehomeloans.com. Okay. And then what's going to happen with that, again, mark at remarkablehomeloans.com. Uh, I've got to give credit where credit's due. Autumn will check my email and flag your email. So I remember to respond to you on the same day. There you go. <laughs> Who's the brain of the operation, I'm telling you. That was the great. That was great. So, uh, man, Mark, uh, so, so I could talk to you for hours, man. I appreciate your time. It's just, uh, it's been so nice to get to know you. I appreciate you having on our calls that we do, you know, together as a group, you're just always giving and mic drops all the time. So I sincerely, you know, and, um, you know, the, the whole email thing that you did, I've been sharing that every single day, uh, you know, with the opens and the second sends. And so, um, just to really appreciate everything you do for our community and for the you know people you help. You're just a, you're just a great guy. So thank you so much. Appreciate thank it. Thank you. I appreciate being on. Yeah, man. Hey guys, thanks everybody. Hey, uh, reach out. Mark at remarkablehomeloans.com uh, is on here today. So same time, same place. I don't know. Sometime this week or next, I'm gonna have a new guest on. But um, thanks for listening. I appreciate you guys. Love you guys. Honored to be a part of your life. If you listen to this, and uh, as always, be safe. And we'll see you on the web. Take care, everybody. Thanks so much, Mark. Appreciate you, bud.